Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the CollegeToPro.com NFL Draft Black, the audio alternative for fans and NFL personnel to know NFL Draft prospects. Join host Bo Mashanti as he brings the next generation of tomorrow's NFL stars to you today. No more than the name. Welcome back to another edition of the C2P. I'm your show host, Bo Marchanti. As always, we love for you folks dropping by and joining us as we do bring you the next collection of tomorrow's NFL stars here today on the C2P platform. And today we're going to be joined with one of the standouts from the Mahoning Valley Football Conference, a conference I'm very used to, um, based here in Youngstown, Ohio. I definitely get my feel of the YSU Penguins and all the teams that they play there at the Eagle. But none other than the Hula Bowl invite and all-conference offensive lineman, Eric Sorensen, here on the program. Eric, you've had a fabulous career, and it's got you to this point where you are a 2023 NFL draft prospect. Uh, did college go by in a blinking of an eye for you? Oh, you sure did. And I just want to say thanks for having me on the show today. Oh, we appreciate we hey when we we were talking briefly before we went live. Uh, you're a busy man, so we appreciate you coming on. I mean, it'd be very easy for you to say, "Listen, I just want to put my head down and rest." But uh, as you <laughs> mentioned, you're waking up, you're training, you're working towards your masters. Uh, you know, there's no rest uh, in your neck of the woods. Can you just kind of take us through a typical day as you prepare for this next level? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you said, there is not a whole lot of rest. So wake up in the morning, go to our facilities and hang out with Jed Smith, who's our head strength coach, along with a couple other guys who are training for pro day along with us. In the morning, we usually do all of our running, which includes our linear speed, plyometrics, you know, our general conditioning, that type of stuff. We get done about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. They usually head home, grab a meal, and then head right to my office. And I usually do a bunch of my schoolwork throughout the day currently working out and get my master's in biology and then after usually about 4 30 i head back to our facilities to get a lift in before i go home for dinner and call it a night <laughs> and tonight we're privileged enough to have you join us so thank you eric once again so uh let's kind of get into the uh football mode let's rewind it uh back to the pop warner peewee days were you playing way back then and were you the bigger better athlete from the get-go Oh, absolutely. I played way – I started playing football, I think, tackle football in third grade in Waukee. And that's usually when we start our peewee program. And obviously, there's a weight limit once you get to that point. And every single year, I'm over the weight limit. So you get those big X's, you get the big shoulder pads, the big pants, and they send you on down the offensive line. And that's kind of where I found my home ever since. <laughs> And then, well, hey, it's just meant to be. But, hey, at least you weren't playing out of position, Eric. You know, it wasn't like they had you at wide out where you're like, I don't know if this is going to work for me. So you pretty much nailed it. So we're, so we're in third grade. You're playing tackle football. You're on the offensive line. Was there ever any a hint where you might go to the defensive side of the ball and be on that side of the interior? Or did you kind of know all along that, you know, protecting the quarterback and, you know, 
being an efficient offensive weapon in terms of the line would be what got you to this far. You know, definitely, there was a little bit of D-line play back in the younger days, but I quickly settled down in the offensive line role, mainly because, one, I was generally bigger than a lot of my kids, a lot of the kids at Waukee. Even graduating with 580, I was still probably top 1% in height and weight, I'd say. I hope I was. But then, you know, I kind of just settled in. Third, fourth grade, kind of found a footing, played a little bit of defense, played mainly offense. And then growing up through our peewee program and uh, our middle school football, that's when I really found the home at offensive line and kind of just stayed there throughout my entire career. Excellent stuff. Once again, Eric Sorensen here on the C2P talking some NFL draft. If you folks ever miss any of these shows in their entirety, you know they're free and available at iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere where you listen to your podcast. You can find our featured guest this afternoon, Eric Sorson from Northern Iowa. Uh, so let's kind of get to the next level. So you arrive at uh, you know NIU, and you know you don't you know you don't know how it's going to go. You could have been a bench guy. You could have never succeeded, but that wasn't the case. You become one of the to the line, you get in a prestigious foolable invite as you, you know, prepare for this next level. When did it all kind of become a reality that an opportunity to play professional football was waiting for you at the end of your college career? You know, it, that's a good question. I would say probably after the 2021 season concluded, you know, that's when I played with Trevor Penning alongside the offensive line. And that was, kind of my turning point I was like well Trevor's going I mean I've seen both of us in practice yeah Trevor's a different prospect and guy than I am we played the game very differently but it's the same thing is you know we're both having very similar great outputs we're both you know we're both getting praise from our head coach and offensive line coach so it's one of those things where it's like you know what I do have a chance to do this and the continued success throughout my senior year and then obviously getting that hula bowl invite kind of provided me with that Satisfaction, not satisfaction that I, you know, I can do it and that I am doing it, proceeding, you know, trying to get to the next level at the NFL. Yeah. Oh, I, I, most guys I ask this question to, and I, they kind of have the same response. I assume you would too. It, that hula bowl invite or any all star, does, does it help validate all the hard work that the guys at the, you know, the, the guys that could hire you are recognizing what you've done? Oh, absolutely. It's a huge validation because, you know, you go through your whole career especially for me at UNI, being from, you know, FCS level of football, you know, kind of the under-recruited area of football, and getting that invite and going down there with guys from Notre Dame, from Wisconsin, from Baylor, all the guys that I played along with on the offensive line, you know, I was the only FCS guy on our team for offensive line play. So it was me being that, you know, one-tenth of a guy from a different level compared to those, you know, power five, group of five guys. It was a, it was a huge validation for me. Excellent. And how did that go for you? I mean, uh, in terms of, you don't have to say who you spoke to individually, but uh, did you get a warm reception? Did Were teams interested in finding out more about who you are as a man? And, you know, they've seen oh. you as a player, but now they get to know Eric Sorensen. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've talked to, I think, with about four or five teams down there. I mean, it wasn't all 32, but then again, you only need one person to say yes. You don't need all 32 people right. to say yes. Right. So I did talk with some teams. I met with a couple, you know, I met with a VP of a couple teams, so that was nice. So, I mean, yeah, but I've, I got very good warm, warm welcomes from all of them. I got good vibes. That's excellent. Uh, that's that's good to hear. Now, there's a reason you're on the program. There's a reason why you're waking up every day and training the way you are. You are a legit prospect. 
Uh, I always like to ask the guys this question. If we threw you in the film room, Eric, you're breaking down tape with these scouts. What are those hallmark home run abilities that are going to pop off the film where they're going to want to add you to their 53-man roster? Oh, I, I mean, I think my biggest ability is my movement and my, you know, being able to move out in space. One of our more effective plays this past season was our pin and pull and our outside, you know, run game. And a lot of that dictated off of my blocks. So I was able to get out there, block, you know, safeties, corners, nickel linebackers, guys that are 100 pounds lighter than me, and I was able to block them and create holes for our running backs who both averaged over five yards to carry this past season. So I'd say that's a pretty good feat in itself. Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, how about this one? Uh, what goes unnoticed? And this is your show. We want these guys to know you as best because we do know they uh, listen in, those NFL folks. Uh, you could have been a weight room warrior, a film junkie, maybe great in the community. Maybe some of the offensive schemes didn't allow you to do certain things. Anything to add? Team captain, anything. Oh, yeah. I was voted team captain this past season by my teammates, which was a huge honor for me. You know, it was me and then – Ironically, it was our seventh-year offensive lineman, too. So when our head coach first, you know, said our the first captain was that seventh-year guy, and I was like, well, there goes my shot at captain because usually I'll have one offensive line captain, but then turns out there was two. So that was great. Another great thing about me is I am a student of the game. You know, I, I remember halftime conversations with our offensive coordinators last year talking about what we want to see different, what me and the quarterback saw, you know, what adjustments we can make. So I'd say my biggest attribute that I bring to the table is my understanding of the game. You know, our offensive coordinator, who's now at Iowa State, Ryan Clanton, helped me develop that side of my – the mental side of my game a lot more than it coming into college. Because, you know, coming into college, I knew, okay, there's an odd front, there's an even front, you got a couple <laughs> zones, you got gaps. But then getting into college, you realize, well, the defense actually has a brain too. They can, they can play football. They're all here. They can scheme you up too. So it was – Learning how to it – it's like a chess match. Chess, chess match. Learning how to play chess against a defensive opponent and being able to, you know, position yourself better or out-scheme someone better, that's what, you know, helped me advance my career so well is my mental side of the game. Wonderfully said, Eric. Wonderfully said. Now, you come across as a, a bright, uh, articulate man, uh, individual, young man, if you will, uh, you play in the trenches, the most ferocious positions of all positions. I mean, you play it. It's a war down there. It's a lot of dirty stuff. When do you flip the switch and become this guy that's, you know, not the guy that we're talking to right now? You know, there is a flip that – there is a switch that flips, and it's right when you step on the – right between those white lines. You know, you can be the nicest guy off the field, but once you get on that field, it's about physically imposing your will against someone. And I, you know, a, a guy who played with Trevor Penning, I think he just he said it perfectly. Playing offensive line is you're able to legally assault the person across from you, and I think that sums up offensive line play really well because it is true. You know, you can be the nicest person off the field, but you also have to be able to be a dick on the field to get your job done. Fair enough. I love it, man. Yeah, definitely. Then that is that is the case exactly, Eric. Uh, you do. You guys play in a. Uh, I know when I'm scouting a game, my favorite position, and sometimes I'm, I, I overdo offensive linemen because I just get, you know, I put the binoculars on and I love watching, you know, all the extracurricular activities. And, you know, sometimes I'll get lectured that I don't have enough notes on, like, safeties or something because I'm too caught up in, you know, watching the, 
the offensive linemen guys, but I do. It's my favorite one. Hey, my friend, uh, it's been wonderful to have you on the show. We are almost out of time, but we always like to end the show with some off-the-wall, lighthearted questions. You ready to take a shot with some of those? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Now, we had one of your teammates on the program a couple weeks ago, and um, I know we were scheduled, but you got sick. But right at that time, I'm like, you know what? Let me ask his teammates something to ask you. So this was a question from Quan Hampton. I asked him, what can we ask Eric? And he said, what, what, why, what made him want to be a doctor? He said, ask you that question. <laughs> well, honestly, it's, you know, it comes from my personality. I'm a very helpful person. I like helping people out. And two, science was by far my best. I think I was the only person who's ever taken one of our science classes and got 100% in the final. And my teacher in high school was just blown away by the fact that I could do that. And I was like, well, science comes supernaturally. So I figured, you know, on a combination of helping people, of being really good at science, I figured that would be a really good fit for me. So, yeah, I think that's kind of ended up why I chose on being a doctor. <laughs> I love it. And, well, hey. See, that's why we, 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 we peel back all the layers here on the show. We, don't, we leave no stone unturned, as they like to say. Um, how about this one? Usually offensive, usually offensive linemen are the bigger athletes on the roster. With that said, who was the biggest eater amongst that unit, and what was one of the craziest meals you've seen one of your teammates or yourself throw down? Oh, my gosh. I've – so we actually, every Thursday, the offensive line gets together for dinner before games usually. And I think one time we went to a pizzeria up here in Cedar Falls, Iowa. And I think we went through, I think, eight 18-inch pizzas between 12 or 15 of us or something like that. And we oh just God. demolished food. Like, every, every <laughs> no leftovers. Everything was eaten. And I've, I've, I was flabbergasted sitting there just, wow, we really just did all that. That's a great. That's a, I love it. That's uh, that's one of my favorite positional questions uh, we send out there. And the final one for you, my friend, uh, might be hard to believe as we sit here on the sixth of March, but uh, that 2023 draft is right around the corner. Uh, that week, that weekend, if you will, when you're sitting with family and friends, awaiting to hear your name called or find out where you're going to land, who is the best cook in your family, and what would you like that person to have specifically made for you, Eric? as you celebrate your next football journey? My mom's by far the best cook in our house. She may, my family may not agree with that one, but she is the appetizer queen. She can make anything in a crock pot that's an appetizer. She is finger food specialty, and I cannot wait to have all of the finger food there, you know, meatballs, queso dip, boneless wings. She makes all of it, and it's fantastic. (laughs) I got to ask that you said your family might not agree with you. Does she get harassed for being the app, the appetizer queen, or, or who? Who oh, I yeah. guess the rest she of your family picks. She doesn't really. She doesn't. I mean, she cooks, but her cooking, like I said, is more appetizers, more finger food. She won't go okay. out there and make you know a five course dinner for you, but she'll go out. She'll have the appetizers down. You know, when they have tailgates here for our, our games, she's usually one that brings a lot of the appetizers for all the other parents to enjoy. So she's got that down to a T. Yeah. So actually, it should be a fantastic draft party because she's going to have all the food laid out. 
It should be, yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it would be. Well, hey, we're almost out of time. Um, your mom is on the clock, the app queen for you on draft day, and you, my friend, are on the clock for this 2023 NFL draft. It's been a pleasure having you on. We always like to tell our guests, stay humble, stay hungry, be blessed, and continue success moving forward, my friend. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem at all. Once again, that is Eric Sorensen, the standout Northern Iowa offensive lineman here on the C2P. And as you folks know, he spent some time out at the Hula Bowl getting acquainted and acclimated to what it's like to play professional football. And hopefully that's his next possession, profession, I should say, after he uh, earns that doctrine and, and wins his master's. As always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us here on the C2P. This has been a C2P exclusive. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.